Welcome to the Thriving Fatherhood Podcast, where we are living and working in the trenches to go from surviving to thriving in this mission field called fatherhood. My name is Brian Knight, and I am so glad to be here with you guys. Um, I just really look forward to this every week and uh, thinking of just new ideas, new topics, things I can share with you guys that you'll find value in. Um, I hope you're having a great week so far. You know, I was just telling Bethany, my wife Bethany, the other day that this week seems like the first normal week in the past six weeks. Of course, you know my uh, third child, Wesley, was born on February 24th. Seems like our routine has been tossed upside down and we are now just starting to find our rhythm again and get back to a normal life. So that is what I want to talk with you about today. How to start thriving again after having a newborn. I will be honest, having a child with other little ones is more challenging than if this is your first child. But we are more experienced and this is not our first rodeo. If you are having your first there is a steep learning curve and some things you may be nervous about that you will not take as seriously when you have already been through this a time or two. I want to talk about some things Bethany and I have been doing to thrive as a family. At certain times, it sure did not feel like we were thriving much, but my wife and I work great as a team. She has her strengths and I have mine. So let's get started. So, you know, of course, when you have a newborn, everybody is asking you, so how much sleep are you getting? Are you sleeping? You know, sleep is the big thing. So this may be uh, controversial, and I know some of you will disagree with me on this, but I suggest you sleep in different rooms for the first month after the baby is born. There's no reason both of you should be sleep deprived together. That is not going to do your family any good. Our situation currently is Bethany sleeps in the nursery with the baby and I sleep in our regular bed. Now you may be saying, what does that do for your love life? Well, we are not allowed to do that thing until six weeks after birth anyways. We still have our date nights, alone time, and kissing. We are way too deep into this marriage thing for a little lack of sex to keep our spirits down. Um, I mean, we're, (laughs) Bethany and I, we're in this for the long haul. So we both agree sleeping in different rooms has been a great improvement. For one, I am able to fully function, wake up on time so that I can get my oldest ready for school and drive him there by 7.15 a.m. And then also I'm knocking out a lot of stuff on the honey to-do list. Bethany, on the other hand, says it has been great for her because she does not have to worry about waking me up because she is doing something with the baby or reading her Kindle because she is having trouble falling back asleep again. So it is not just one-sided. Both Bethany and I agree this has been a good change for how we previously did things where the baby would sleep in a bassinet 
in our master bedroom. And actually, he sleeps in a bassinet in the nursery now. And then we have a twin bed in the nursery. And this room is like 10 by 10. So, you know, you can get all this pretty easily um, in a small room. Next, since I am at home and my wife is still struggling to get a good night's sleep, I take my children to school as often as I can, and that turns out to be about 80% of the time. I have some times where I have some things going on in the morning. I have a Bible study um, Tuesday morning, like a men's Bible study, and she'll take my son to school on those mornings. Um, it's tough, though, because she's got to get all the kids up. She's got to get all three of them in the in the uh, the van by 7 a.m., and it's kind of tough sometimes. This has, um, so just me bringing the kids to school um, 80% of the time, this has offloaded a huge responsibility off Bethany so she can take it a little easier in the morning and is not trying to care for the baby who can be unpredictable with uh, when he needs something. Mostly he sleeps, but usually when you're not trying to sleep. So, um He'll sleep when you're not trying to sleep, but uh, when you're trying to sleep, he uh, he wants to be awake. I take my son to kindergarten at uh, 6.55 a.m. and my daughter to church school around 8.45 a.m. I pick up my daughter at 1 p.m. and my son at 2.15 p.m. This is almost three hours of your day since it is a lot of it is spent waiting in car lines. So it's it's a little bit of a responsibility there. Also, um, yeah, honestly, a good word of advice um, for my son is I will set an alarm sometimes for when I need to go, you know, shortly before I need to leave to pick them up because I'm just not used to it in my routine. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to go pick them up or something like that. And it can be uh, easy for the time to kind of get away from you. Also, I have helped with... Uh, taking the older kids to their doctor so Bethany can stay home and not have to take a healthy baby in the car with a sick older kid. We recently went through a round of colds and my son got a bad ear infection because uh, he seems prone to them and does not like to blow his nose. So all that mucus stays in him and backs up into his sinuses and ears my daughter got the sniffles and tends to rub her eyes a lot and ended up getting pink eye. Bethany was so worried uh, she was going to get it um, herself and then give it to the baby. We are not the biggest fan of antibiotics, but both the kids had to take Seftiner. Um, that's C-E-F-D-I-N-I-R. Uh, N-I-R. Uh, make sure with whichever pharmacy you use, that they have the full strength version. Otherwise, your kids will be taking more liquid than is necessary. We've already fallen into this trap. They usually do not tell you these things until you go to pick up the medication. By then, you're just like, give it to me. I'm done. <laughs> so, a little bit of words of advice here. I have learned my lesson to call ahead of time and make sure they have a full strength version. Also, what it will cost, 
since I am on a high deductible plan so I can have an HSA. We will talk more about HSAs and their power for your finances in a later episode. Also, ask them when it will be ready for picking up. And whoever is on the phone with you giving you this information, get their name. So if something does not go right, you can tell them who you talk to on the phone. I wanted to talk briefly about the needs of a newborn. Honestly, it can be very simple, but not always straightforward. You can do everything for a newborn and they will still be crying. A little word of advice. It is okay if they cry for a brief time. Sometimes you you cannot get the, to them right away. The only thing I will say about that is don't let the baby cry so hard where they sound like they are gasping for air. They can really stress themselves out if they cry too hard. And, you know, you just, it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> I, uh, I talk with my wife and according to her, the top three things for a baby crying are they either need to be changed, fed, or burped. So they need to be burped over your shoulder after each feed with a cloth for your shoulder. Otherwise, you might get a surprise. And it's pretty silent. You don't always know it's there. They will not always burp, but most of the time. Some other minor reasons for crying would be uh, they need to be repositioned. My son Wesley does not like to stay in the car seat for a long period of time. And sometimes he just needs to be taken out of there and held. One thing we learned about recently is something called a shusher. That's S-H-U-S-H-E-R. You can buy it on Amazon. But um, it makes the sound of shushing. And it does it over and over. And it comforts the baby, believe it or not. Wesley can be starting to cry. And you put this in with him in his car seat and he will quiet down. Now, how much is that worth to you if you are busy and away from home? The last thing you need on a busy afternoon is traffic and listening to a baby cry the whole way home. Been there, done that. Now, some little things that just came to me as far as changing a baby. I mean, you know, at first you want about six wet diapers. Um, and you want them to poop so that they can get the meconium and all that other stuff out. Otherwise, they will start to get jaundice and you'll take them into the hospital and uh, put them under the billy lights. Now, how do you tell if they're jaundice? Well, you can see it in their skin and then the sclera of their eyes. It'll start getting kind of yellowish. Um, you know, they should be telling you about this on the discharge instructions and your pediatrician should be educating you about this. But this is very critical the first like 48 hours after the baby's been born. So just be looking out for that. Um, very important that they eat and that they're pooping regularly. Um, if your wife is not able to fully feed them through her through breastfeeding, then you'll need to supplement with formula. And this is a little bit tricky, this transition. But we get a formula. Gosh, I don't know if I can say it right. But we get it from Target. It's a organic 
and it's a it's made in Great Britain. It's um, very high quality. I do know the price is thirty nine ninety nine. So just look for that. But it's only sold at Target, and it's really good stuff. Um, let's see what else here. Now with the diapers, <laughs> believe it or not, sometimes the kid can have a son or boy can have erections, and if the penis is up they can pee outside of the diaper. Um, and this will, in other words, it'll wet their clothes, but their diaper is still dry. We recommend Huggies. Huggies knows how to make diapers. We had some kind of off-brand uh, diaper that we got um, as a gift, and they do not work nearly as good as the Huggies do. So I would suggest that you pay the higher price for Huggies. It's worth it, I promise. After you change a few outfits or have to wash some sheets or um, car seats or whatever, you're going to wish you'd just paid a little bit more money and got the, um, the, the Huggies. Next, I want to briefly mention that you should take time to love your newborn. At least a couple of times a day, hold him in your arms to feed him, comfort him, or change him. This is important not only for you, you, you to bond with your newborn, but with your wife. I can just see Bethany lighting up when I am caring for the baby, especially if she is exhausted and needs some relief. This leads me into my next thought, which is support your wife emotionally. You may be wondering, how do I do that? Well, if you have not heard it before, let me be the first to tell you. This is like one of the greatest pieces of advice um, for a just a father in a you know relationship or married. You do not need to fix everything. Sometimes your wife or partner just wants to feel heard and appreciated. That is all you have to do is listen, acknowledge her, and reflect back what you heard. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what reflecting back means. And this is kind of from the world of coaching. So, say your wife comes to you and says, she just sits down and says, this has been really hard for me. Now, when you reflect that back to her, basically you're telling her the same thing, maybe switching the words around. So, I'll give you an example. So, she said, this has been really hard for me. You can tell her caring for a newborn has been tough on you. See, you don't need to you don't need to say what can I do for you or worse, make it mean you are a failure or that she disapproves of you as a father. If you listen and reflect, she will go deeper and open up to you about her feelings. And that is where the true gold is, and she will let you know what she really wants. You know, and honestly, if you say caring for a newborn has been tough on you, and that's not it for some reason, then she'll correct you and let you know. But just basically just reflect back and, you know, just repeat what she said just in a different way, and she will open up. It will just be ma like magic try it. Some last minute legal stuff. They will send you a social security card a couple weeks after the birth. 
I think you could opt out of this if you want, but we didn't. Uh, you may need a to send your employer a copy of the crib card, which they will give you at the hospital, especially if you're on FMLA or out or whatever. The uh, your your employer won't may want this. About three weeks after the birth, you can apply for a birth certificate. I got mine through a site called Go Certificates. You pay some fees and they send you your certificates. Um, I'd get a few copies. You'll get the original and then some copies. I keep mine in a safe when I get them. One final um, thing is once you have the birth certificate, you can get a vaccine exemption at the county office if that is your belief. Oh, one other thing, uh, you will need, want to have a pediatrician examine the baby a week after birth. Now, to me, this is not so much to make sure he is okay, but if he is not okay, you will have someone you can call to see him. That's important. You don't want to be stuck with a sick baby and nobody to see him. Um, also make sure you have called your insurance company and let them know you've had another child and to add them to your policy. The basic goal with babies for the first few weeks is for him to eat enough and poop it out. He needs to be steadily gaining weight or thriving. That is the main reason you are seeing the pediatrician, just to check weight check, head circumference, length, growth, just comparing him to the norm. So that is what I have for you today. If you feel the show has been valuable for you, I encourage you to share it with another father who has had a child recently and may be able to have value, gain value from this information or a uh, father-to-be who is you know, expecting to go through the birth process very shortly here. Um, I mean, you know, they uh, they can use this information, you know. Um, so make sure you share this episode with them. <clears throat> also, if there is a topic you're interested in me talking about or have questions, please send it to nightbri at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-B-R-I at gmail.com. You can also check out my website at brianjknight.com. I will be updating the pictures and content shortly, but you can still check out some of my work and contact me there. Also, if you would be interested in working with me or having me mentor you on your journey back from surviving to thriving in fatherhood, then send me an email or reach out to me through my website and we can set up a call to see if I can help you thrive more in your fatherhood journey. Thank you for listening, and until next week, continue thriving in fatherhood.